Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> ah, well, I am so grateful to join with you today. I know that we are blessed to come together in this way. <laughs> I love when the the rhyming starts. It's fun. Uh, for me, sometimes in a class uh, or on this broadcast, as you may have heard me say, when I that unplanned rhyming starts happen. It, it feels like this sweet sign of the Holy Spirit. And uh, our topic today is when you fear losing a relationship. And I think most of us know about that. It could be any way, shape, or form. So we're going to start there. And then, of course, we go to a prayer. Whoa, another rhyme. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm just back from the Course in Miracles conference. Actually, I'm still in San Francisco. Uh, and uh, it was a, a lovely time together. Just a wonderful time to be with friends, uh, folks from Finding Freedom and Masterful Living, and folks who listen to the radio show, my prayer partners who participate in my daily prayer, and, of course, my fellow speakers uh, it's wonderful to be able to hang out with them, and uh, we're going to have another conference in Boston next year, so I'll tell you a little bit about that later. Let's get to our prayer. So we take a breath, a breath of love and gratitude, Ah, and we open our heart, we open our mind to the fullness of love healing us now. Love is our healer. Love is our guide. Love is our inspiration. Love is our true identity. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we welcome the guidance of the higher self. We open ourselves to lay upon the holy altar fire of divine love any relationship that we've been feeling a needing, a wanting, a grasping, a clinging, and we're giving it to the Holy Spirit for healing. We're giving our needing, wanting, grasping, clinging, fear-based thoughts and beliefs to the Holy Spirit for healing. We're opening ourselves to dynamic love, washing clean all specialness, all fear, all doubt, all worry. We're opening our heart to dynamic love here and now. So grateful that love is indeed our very nature and it is healing. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So in my life, I've had multiple experiences of fear of losing a relationship and I have experienced that in all kinds of relationships with family members who are ill like my mother I've talked about that I've experienced it uh, when my father when he remarried 
I've experienced it with multiple romantic partners and relationships very intensely. And uh, even with my relationship with my brother, uh, work relationships, spiritual community relationships, friendships, all over the place. I've experienced, as most people I know, if not everyone I know, has had a fear, worry, concern about losing a relationship or losing a person. And these experiences come into our life as part of our mind training. I see this again and again, and I I feel it's so valuable to speak about it because if we are holding a relationship as special and we have a, a feeling of we need it because it's part of our identification and uh, we all get our identifications wrapped up in our relationships, all of us, because our identifications are we're mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and grandparents and grandchildren We are all of these as we walk through life and they become part of our identification. So the actual connection to a person becomes part of our identification. Many times I speak with many people who are very challenged uh, even just because uh, their friendships are not very fulfilling and they feel somewhat fake or false or predicated on things in the world and not from the heart. And uh, people feel they don't have close, intimate friendships. Maybe they are no longer married. Sometimes their children are not very connected to them. Uh, And they feel very, very alone. And there's a temptation to fill that void with special relationships and it's a very, very common thing and not trust the Holy Spirit to send someone that we can have a fulfilling relationship with. So all of this stems from having a fulfilling relationship with ourselves and with God. So when our identification is who I am is I am a person in relationship with my spouse, my friends, my relatives, my co-workers. That's who I am. I am this being in relationship with all of these people. It's very easy for that to become our identity. And even if those relationships are very loving and fulfilling and very intimate and connected, that is still a danger if it's really how we identify ourselves. So A Course in Miracles is a mind training system to help us release false identifications so that we can wake up and remember that our true identity is, as what Jesus says in the Course, part of the sonship. The the Son of God is all humanity. It's the Christ presence. And that's what humanity is. Uh, In the truly helpful prayer on page 28 that we quote so often, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent God who sent me. I like to say the one who sent me. That is our message helping us to remember that being truly helpful is representing spirit in this world. So this is an illusory world. It's an illusion. It's a projection of our mind. And we're here to represent pure love so that others will wake up as we wake up. I will learn to heal I will be healed as I let 
Spirit, teach me to heal. I will be healed as I learn to teach to heal. As I teach others to heal, I will be healed. Lord knows, (laughs) that's the program I'm in. (laughs) And that's exactly, precisely why I love doing this radio show, all the classes that I teach, speaking at the conference last weekend, all the things that I share and do and offer keep my mind focused on joining with others and healing my mind. So every word I speak is for me. I'm remembering as I speak it. And that's why now I feel so called. I I had a wonderful opportunity yesterday to spend many hours with uh, my pal Lisa Natoli and her husband Bill Free and um, just sharing my passion for supporting people who would like to be teachers, who would like to be speakers, who would like to be counselors, who would like to be prayer practitioners, who would like to be ministers and to do this work uh, as she and I are doing, as Bill uh, and, and Lisa and I are all doing it. We're all doing it for the same reason. Because we are remembering our true identity through sharing. And so, knowing the power of that, uh, we're, I'm expanding our Masterful Living programs uh, steadily. We've got the spiritual counseling. We've got the ministerial program uh, with those classes uh, being added on, those modules being added on to Masterful Living. Uh, we've got the next spiritual counseling training coming up at the, the first week of May. And uh, my Stop Playing Small retreat coming up at the end of April. And uh, we'll have another spiritual counseling retreat in uh, intensive, rather, in October. So this fear of losing a person, it is, I, th- I feel it's one of the strongest fears. And it, it really triggers our sense of unworthiness, even when someone is making their transition. And I'll give you an example, because when I found out that my mother had this terminal cancer diagnosis and she was going through that experience of illness and healing, healing the mind, healing the heart while experiencing illness in the body. And there were times, one of the things that I learned that I grabbed a hold of and uh, made real was this idea that sugar feeds cancer, and I'm gonna and and so my mom, one of the few things that she had to enjoy during her time of illness was she would enjoy sometimes a cocktail at night, which is pure sugar. And uh, she would enjoy chocolate, piece of cake, something like that. And the meaning that I made of it was she would rather have the cocktail, the cake, the candy than be with me. Yep, that was the meaning that I made of it. That she, if she didn't eat the sugar, she would have more life on this earth with me, but because she'd rather have that than be with me, I'm not special enough for her to stay with me and to resist the temptation to have those sweets and things. And it took me quite a while to change my mind about that. 
really wanted to hold on to that. But then I did have a an amazing and miraculous healing in my heart, and I let everything that I held against myself in relationship to my mother, as well as anything I was harboring against her. Of course, there was much more that I was holding against myself that I didn't even recognize. That was a bigger block to love than the things I held against my mother. So my mother's seeming to be lost to me, that transition journey, the journey of her physical death in this world, the death of her body, uh, all of that helped me so much to recognize my mental patterns that were blocks to love and have been blocks to love in my relationship with my mother since I was a child. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, they got completely healed because I was truly willing. And I, I, I would like to stress here that one of the things that A Course in Miracles says, anybody who has done anything with A Course in Miracles has figured out that the teaching says your willingness is all that's required. And that in and of itself can feel very challenging to actually accept and believe that our willingness is all that's required. But I can say in my experience, I discovered a little something of clarity that really has helped me. And that is that if we are more willing than unwilling, so we can still have a boatload of resistance and reluctance, but we're just 1%, a fraction more willing than unwilling. Oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit can take it all. All. So that's why we cultivate that little willingness. 51% mostly willing. Fifty. That's what 51% is. Mostly. Right? A lot of contracts uh, regarding ownership sometimes will be one person owns 49%, the other person owns 51%. 51% is the majority. So that's how it works. It's not that complicated. So how do we recognize 51%? I have no idea. There's no teaching on that. And there doesn't need to be. It's just, I am willing to be willing. And we cultivate that Holy Spirit Angels, Mother Mary, Company of Heaven, all that is holy, help me be fully willing to have these attachments, these cravings, these longings, these needings taken out of my mind forever so I never think them again. So when we have a fear of losing a person, a relationship in our life, having that relationship shift from romantic to friendship or from business to friendship. Uh, and, and, you know, we're losing the client and gaining a friend. Uh, we're losing a co-worker and gaining a friend, you know, because we've, we've moved on from a job. and uh, Or we're... Sometimes we're losing a parent and gaining a friend. Sometimes we're losing a child and gaining a friend. When the relationships that we cling to in their specialness are shifting and changing, uh, it can trigger so many things related to our self-worth and self-doubt. And that's why it's happening. It must happen for us to be free. One of the things I started to say to myself when I would feel frightened and triggered and challenged about loss and losing a relationship, having a relationship be transformed, one of the things I would do is I would just speak the truth and I'd say, okay, spirit, I guess it's pretty crazy for me to pray, to be free in my mind. 
to be happy and harmonious and think I can cling to that which destroys my peace and happiness. I guess that's insane. So I'd rather be sane than insane. Therefore, I'm giving you all my relationships. I'm giving you the wanting, the needing, and the craving to heal. So in those moments, I had to have the courage. And it did take courage. I had to have the courage to trust, right? Trust, the number one characteristic of God's teachers. I had to have the courage to trust and say, My relationship with this person is eternal because we are eternal. Love is eternal. There is only love. We are connected forever. Forever. And I am interested in having an eternally peaceful relationship. I do not need to cling to the form of this relationship. Holy Spirit will take All the consequences of my wrong decision, if I allow it, and I do. I do, I do, I do. I desire peace for everyone I'm in relationship with, all beings on this earth, the entire sonship, and, of course, including myself. So it's recognizing the specialness is what's making us unhappy. The clinging, the wanting, the needing. It talks about throughout <laughs> throughout uh, a course of miracles. It talks about specialness, and um, uh, in chapter twenty four, which is entitled "The Treasury of Specialness," uh, it talks about uh, how these special relationships are there to help us to remember the truth. In chapter 24, and this is uh, section 2, Treachery of Specialness, uh, paragraph 9, it says, You have come far along the way of truth, too far to falter now. Just one step more, and every vestige of the fear of God will melt away in love. And then it talks about your brother, and of course, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your co-worker, we're all brothers in, in, uh, in terms of this teaching. Your brother's specialness and yours are enemies, and bound in hate to kill each other and deny they are the same. So... When we make another person special, we're making them our savior in some way, shape, or form. Of course, we can have a special hate relationship, too. So if we make them our savior, if we make them our enemy, they are the enemy of love. We are the enemy of love to them through that specialness. It becomes means by which we have a false idol instead of uh, putting God first we put we, we will protect that specialness right and we see it all the time that people make that relationship special uh, above all else even above our loving hearts. Because many times when we're in a special relationship, whether it's special love or special hate, and this can be true with a, 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 an animal, that when we make a, a special relationship, special love or special hate, we are idolizing that person and we are edging God out. E-G-O. We are edging God out through the specialness. We will start to control and manipulate that relationship to try and make it be how we need it to be. And we'll start to probably make some kinds of sacrifices through our maintaining that 
false idol aspect of the special relationship that our relationship to this person if it's a special love relationship it is our part of our identity it's part of what's saving us that we are we mean something to this person in a special way they mean something to us and so when we have a special relationship with someone if someone is insecure and feels unlovable if we start loving them and treating them special they can become addicted to that we can become addicted to other people's loving us in a special way but as we I've done so many radio shows on this this is my february relationship month <laughs> so you can go back through all the archive if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio it's easy to search in there with keywords in um, the archive and get the transcripts as well as uh, get the podcast and all of those things uh, when we're intent on maintaining that specialness in the relationship we're substituting God's love for something that we've made and there is no substitute for God's love and so we can make someone else move into that place and we've we've seen it i've certainly experienced it where someone is needing wanting craving me or my attention uh so that they can feel special and uh it's very challenging uh because it's not something that i encourage but sometimes people make meaning of things and that gets triggered and i've i've seen it many times in my life that someone they throw their projection on me and i've done this to other people of course i have where i am projecting onto them something related to, that i don't even know to uh their answering my prayer they're filling my needs instead of god filling my needs instead of getting all needs met from god I'm trying to get it from this other person. There are all these different aspects to specialness and they all distract us from healing our mind. And what I've found is that the more I let go of the specialness, the more peace I have, the more joy I have, the more freedom I have, and most importantly, the more love I have. So it's time for me to take a break here and when we come back we're going to dig more into this about what how do we handle it when it seems like we're losing a relationship when we're at the break if you would like to learn more about my spiritual counseling training intensives uh my spiritual counseling certification program or uh the stop playing small retreat you can find all that at jenniferhadley.com and you're listening to a course in miracles on unity online radio where we're living the love we're walking the talk and i will be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. We're talking about when you fear to lose a relationship. Very, very common thing for many of us. 
it comes up again and again, and it's about our worthiness. It's coming up for healing. This, to me, is one of the most helpful things for us to realize and actively practice as part of our spiritual practice. This helped me so, so much. It still helps me uh, every day. If I am triggered, if I am bothered even a little bit, I'm believing something that's not true. If I'm bothered even a little bit, this is an opportunity for me to surrender that belief so that I can have more freedom, more peace, more love, more joy. Let me take that opportunity. Let me not let it pass me by. By How do I let my healing opportunity pass me by? Uh, Somebody does something, it irritates me, I make it about them instead of taking it as my healing opportunity. Instead of realizing, oh, you know what happened? They just bumped up against a splinter in my mind, a splinter of a false belief, a false identification. Let me have a healing instead. So for me, the greatest healings that I ever had in my mind my whole life were all 100% about a fear of losing a person. These are the, for me, that have been the greatest triggers and have brought me the greatest amount of healing in my mind because I partnered up with the Holy Spirit and I, every time I felt frightened and worried and angry and not enough and all of this, I'd say, Holy Spirit, I will not think these thoughts. I will not entertain them. I am of God. I am a creature of love and light. That's all I'm interested in. Holy Spirit, take my hand. Lead me through this treachery, this desert. I will not succumb and I have been led now the greatest attachments that I've had the greatest mental attachments I've had have been around specialness in relationship so the 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 most difficult times of my life were all about losing a person and me being a little bit willing, me being a lot willing, made the difference between me suffering for a long time, and I mean years, versus a shorter time. And the great news is, whenever any block to love is removed from our mind. We have more flow in every area. Seek first the kingdom, and all else is added unto us. So when I allowed the Holy Spirit to take the blocks to love that were my special relationships, my clinging to my specialness in my relationships, my clinging to my identification as being the one who's in this relationship with that one, I have experienced dramatically more peace, more love, more joy, more prosperity, more of a sense of wholeness, more of a sense of freedom, the all good of God flowing in my life, everything being added unto me. When We're terrified at the thought of losing a person. It is so challenging to remember, to be willing to even accept, to allow the thought to enter into our mind that there can be no loss except in the illusion. The loss is part of the illusion until we're willing to see truthfully. So 
when we've made that relationship special, we're going to see the possibility of losing it. When we let the Spirit make the relationship holy, then we'll see the truth, which is that it can never be lost. One of the sayings that I have had for a very long time is, nothing can be lost in God, because where's it going to (laughs) go? We might not know where it is in God, but that doesn't mean it's lost. I have found that where I thought something was lost, when I was willing to give the craving, the needing, the wanting, what whatever the version of false identification and false belief was showing up as, to spirit for healing. And where I went from feeling like the answered prayer was so far away, so impossible, to realizing, oh, it's right here. It's that Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz moment when she realizes She had the power all along. She has it. It's within her. It is not outside of her. So you see, the special relationship keeps us looking for our healing, our redemption, our comfort, our happiness, our goodness, our wholeness. You complete me. That kind of wholeness outside of ourselves. I love that movie, Jerry Maguire. And I love it because it is so helpful to show us. But it does, unfortunately, affirm this egoic idea that other people complete us. We are already complete. We have never been incomplete I feel complete when I'm loving you because love is my true nature. You don't complete me. I'm already complete. I feel more my true self when I'm extending love. You receive my love. You allow it. You accept it. That's really what Jerry was saying to Dorothy, that was that was her name. In I just remembered that in Jerry Maguire, Dorothy was receptive to his love, and so her receptivity gave him the courage to extend love. So, if you remember that movie, Jerry Maguire, the um, her son is such a love bug, right? And he, the son, is so needing a father figure, needing that guy. He's got these two women. He's got, in a sense, two moms. And he, he's really in need of a dad. And so when Jerry comes along, he just opens himself to Jerry. But, of course, the, the boy knows that Jerry really needs uh, to remember to love. And so that boy's going to help him. Because that's what kids, um, kids are, can be so loving, as we all know. And so Jerry learns to start to receive love. Not just to be able to give it, but to receive it. People who feel terribly unworthy have a very difficult time receiving love. And so that's why they settle for specialness. Right? We settle for specialness because we don't feel worthy of love. And then when there's a threat that the specialness is going to be taken away, the fear is that we'll have nothing. This is a major part of our fear of losing a relationship because if this is gone, what will I have? I can't live if living is without you. Right? So... Our willingness to realize that specialness isn't love, 
but it can be transformed into love because love is our true nature. That's where we can experience a miracle. We have to have the courage. What's required is the courage and the willingness is the courage to let the Holy Spirit transform that relationship from special to holy, which means we have to be willing for the form of the relationship to transform. And that's where people get so attached to the form of the relationship, they can't allow the holiness to enter. They need the relationship to be the way they made it. So, this relationship is a marriage. It has to stay a marriage. This relationship is a partnership. It has to stay a partnership. This, is, this relationship is a friendship. It has to stay a friendship. Whatever it is. Many times in our relationships, when they're being transformed from special to holy, they become friendships. And they may be friendships that are also, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my mom, my dad, my grandparent, my co-worker, my lover. There becomes this core aspect to it that is unconditional love that doesn't have any of those flavors, friendship, um, rather romance, family. It is a, a brother, sister feeling, even if it's our parents, even if it's our children, our grandchildren. going to go back to the text here. You've come far along the way of truth. Again, this is chapter 24, section 2, paragraph 9. You have come far along the way of truth, too far to falter now. Just one step more, and every vestige of the fear of God will melt away in love. Your brother's specialness and yours are enemies. And bound in hate to kill each other and deny they are the same. So when we're in this special relationship of you complete me, I need you, I want you, I crave you. Then it's not actual love. It is this false identity fueling relationship. That I'm not good enough for love. That's the undercurrent. I'm not good enough for love. I have to settle for this. I have to settle for the idol that I made. Rather than the whole, seeing the holiness of my um, mighty companion, my brother, my sister. Rather than bask in their holiness and mine. I've made this false sense of specialness. And I'm going to cling to that instead. That's my block to love. That's my false idol. This is what I've made and I must have it. Because I am not worthy of that which is good and true and powerful and beautiful. I don't trust God. So the fear of losing our crutch, right? Uh, it's the fear of losing our block to love. This is the fear that's coming up for healing when we're afraid to lose a person. And placing our faith and trust in spirit, even though we have no evidence that our life will improve, that our heart will heal, Having that level of courage, it is extraordinary and it is miraculous. What I have seen in every single case in my life is that the relationship is transformed for the better and 
I have no regret about giving the relationship to the Holy Spirit to make holy. There's not one relationship that's been transformed into holy from special that I wish it were different. Because I'm at peace. I'm free. And that peace and that freedom is so much better than the hell of the special relationship. But I had to have the courage to trust. And the intensity of the discomfort I felt in my fear of losing a person, in my fear based thinking that had me clinging to the relationship, that intensity of pain and suffering is what I apparently chose to push me hard enough to have the courage, to have the strength, to have the self-love, not to live in a prison of torture, a torture chamber anymore. Holy Spirit, take from me everything that I would place before God, that I would place above God. Take from me, with ease, with grace, transform all my relationships into holy relationships. I'm so willing. Show me the way. Lead me. Guide me. A little bit further in this section, chapter 24, section 2, paragraph 10, it talks about, actually I'm going to back up and finish paragraph 9. It says, It is not illusions that have reached this final obstacle, which seems to make God and his heaven so remote that they cannot be reached, right? When we are terrified of losing a relationship, it does feel that God's and his heaven are so remote that they cannot be reached. Here, in this holy place, it's a holy place, even though it feels like a torture chamber. Here, in this holy place, does truth stand waiting to receive you and your brother in silent blessing, and in peace, so real and so encompassing that nothing stands outside. Leave all illusions of yourself outside this place, to which you come in hope and honesty. Here is your Savior from your specialness. He is in need of your acceptance of himself as part of you. So your brother, your sister is in need of acceptance, your acceptance of himself as part of you, as you for his. You are alike to God as God is alike to him. (laughs) I'm making stuff up now. You are alike to God as God is to himself. He is not special for he would not keep one part of what he is unto himself. So God is not special, for God would not keep one part of what he is unto himself, not given to his son, but kept for him alone. And it is this you fear, for if God is not special, then God willed his son to be like him, And your brother is like you, not special, but possessed of everything, including you. Give him but what he has, remembering God gave himself to you and your brother in equal love, that both might share the universe with him, with him who choose, that love could never be divided and kept separate from what is and must forever be. Give him what he has. So give your brothers and sisters what they have, their, which is love. Their, their, 
see them as part of God's perfect love, remembering that God gave himself to you and to all your brothers and sisters in equal love, that everyone might share the universe with God, who chose that love could never be divided. This was God's choice, that love could never be divided and kept separate from what it is and must forever be, which is wholeness. That This is why when we seek the kingdom first, everything is added unto us because it's already been given to us. A Course in Miracles says, ask and it is given because it's already been given. So if we're not feeling that we have it, it's because we're blocking it. And clinging to someone uh, in that craving, needing, wanting way only leads us to forever feel that we don't have. It's intense because the intensity of blocking love is being shown to us. The pain that it causes is being shown to us so that we can have a healing. If you are intense fear of losing a person, there's your salvation right there. Go to God and give up the clinging, the wanting. Ask for the healing in your heart, in your mind, so that you can love this person fully and completely, without strings, without attachments, without craving, so that you both can experience the perfect love and be willing to let the form be transformed. It may stay a marriage. It may not. You have to be willing to give up the specialness. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Well, I'd like to say a special thank you before I pray us out. Special thank you to, speaking of specialness, <laughs> no. I'd like to say a deep heartfelt gratitude to everyone who contributes to the Power of Love ministry, makes this broadcast possible, and makes the transcription possible, the A Course in Miracles app, our free app possible, all of our free classes, the daily prayers, and all of our offerings possible. To everyone who contributes, God bless you and thank you. I place my hand on my heart, gratefully and thankfully partnering up with the Holy Spirit to remember the perfect love that we already are. In gratitude, we let go of that which does not serve. In gratitude, we open our hearts to true love. In gratitude, we let the healing be, sharing the benefits with all. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, and I just need to mention, my prayer power class is on right now. Come and get it. Prayer power classes. Mm.